In the aftermath of a brutal encounter on his way home, Dr. Waters discloses how the results of his own experience influenced him to get involved in criminal justice. He soon realized that his efforts would make a bigger difference in behavioral health care, where he continues to make changes today. Welcome to Horizon Health Radio. Today I have with me Dr. Anthony Waters, Senior Vice President of Behavioral Health Operations. Dr. Waters, thanks so much for joining us today. Sure thing. Wanted to kick it off and ask you how you got into your current role. Well, I've, I've spent about the past decade working at the intersection of uh, behavioral health and law enforcement. And uh, I never anticipated doing that. And so I think there's actually two ways I can answer that question. There's a short answer and a long answer. Okay. The, shor- the short answer is that my father was a retired criminal justice professor and my mother was a clinical social worker. So I feel like I was kind of bred to work in, uh, in the space. Uh, but I actually never anticipated doing that. When I was in grad school, I figured I'd get a nice small private practice in some little New England town and have an office attached to my home and see patients on a day-to-day basis, pretty low-key. But then during grad school, I had uh, an experience that totally transformed my professional trajectory. While I was out with friends, this was in my first year of grad school, I was out with friends for a few drinks at the end of a long week. And as I was walking home, uh, I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I took a little shortcut down an alley to the front of my apartment building. This was probably about 12.30, 1 a.m., so it was pretty late at night, but I was so familiar with the area, I didn't think twice about it. And as I was walking down that alley, somebody jumped out from behind a dumpster and hit me in the back of the head with uh, a metal pipe or baseball bat. I couldn't see exactly what it was. Knocked me uh, a few feet forward. I turned around, and he hit me a second time and knocked me to the ground. I was still with it enough to recognize that. He was after my wallet, and so I pulled my wallet out. I threw it to him, and I said, just take it and leave. And he did, fortunately. And uh, I was able to sort of get myself up to my feet and brace myself against the side of my building and walk to the front of the building where eventually I fell. Uh, Within moments, there were a number of people around me. They called the police. They called the ambulance. And I was carted off to the hospital where, you know, I was uh, diagnosed with uh, pretty serious concussion and stayed in the hospital overnight. And when I was released in the morning, I uh, went back to my apartment and you could see the trail of blood where I fell in front of my building to where I was hit. And it was just so surreal to see that. Uh, and that ended up being kind of a transformative experience for me. I, I was pretty dissatisfied with the way uh, my case was handled through the criminal justice system. And I realized that the person who assaulted me must have been in in an incredibly desperate place to have done so. Uh, So then when I came to New York to finish my doctorate degree, I saw an opportunity with the NYPD to do evaluations of people who wanted to become police officers to determine whether or not they had the psychological profile necessary to be successful in the role. That seems like an opportunity for me to take ownership over what had been a pretty 
uh, negative and potentially traumatizing experience to say, listen, now I can determine who gets to do these kind of investigations, whether or not they have the psychological fortitude to perform the job admirably. What I found after doing a couple of thousand of those evaluations was that the NYPD was by and large an interpersonally competent, successful organization, and it became a little monotonous. And where do you go from the NYPD to try to influence change in the criminal justice system but corrections? And so that led me to Rikers Island, where I spent just about the next decade working within the Behavioral Health Service, trying to influence the direction of behavioral health care uh, within the 12 jails of uh, New York City. And through that experience, I, I was able to make significant change with my colleagues and uh, I moved up into successive positions of uh, responsibility and authority before ultimately then uh, seeing this position with Corizon as a Senior Vice President of Behavioral Health, which I applied for and, and now consider myself extremely fortunate to have been able to join the team. Your story is so interesting because somebody could have looked at your situation, you know, as, as you got hurt and were concussed and say, I'm out, these people are crazy, uh, I don't want to help anybody that's going to hurt me. So great work. Kudos to you for continuing to help other people because you realize that they were in a desperate situation. That, that just blows me away. So thank you for sharing that. I was just going to add that it became a process of ownership for me. You can either be subjected to your experiences or master them. And for me, it was an opportunity out of crisis. And uh, I feel really fortunate to have been able to craft a path that allowed me to influence the systems that had failed the person who assaulted me. Want to hear more? Visit Season 1, Episode 2 with Dr. Anthony Waters.